Welcome to episode two of the Everyday Gospel Podcast, where we talk about equipping you with the gospel for everyday life. Today we're talking about why leadership in the church matters. So let's jump right in. Well, here we go. Episode two. My name is Billy. I'm the worship pastor of Grace City. And my name is Randall, lead pastor of Grace City. Awesome. And today we are talking about why leadership in the church matters. Last time on the podcast, we talked about why the local church matters as a whole. So now we're getting a little bit more specific, talking about leadership in the church. We're going to be talking about um, just some leaders that have helped encourage us, whether near or from afar, um, through their writing. So yeah, let's jump right into it. Randall, why does leadership in the church matter? Well, we see God taking leadership very seriously throughout Scripture. And we see Jesus pouring into his disciples and even Jesus having followers that he was pouring into um, beyond just the, the 12, but there were, there were more disciples that were following. Um, and so you see that leadership uh, trickle down into how the disciples interacted with uh, one another and, and also with the churches that followed, that were planted. Um, but, you know, we're going through the book of Titus right now. And so just thinking about um, how the Apostle Paul even calls Titus his child in the faith, I think it's super helpful for us to know that we need uh, those who have gone before us to help teach us, guide us, and uh, give us direction. Um, so I think leadership is an important part of our lives. It's not everything. Uh, we don't, you know, say, well, it's all about leadership. It's all about Jesus, <laughs> but um, just having, because because I've gotten caught up into that that cycle too, where I just was reading so much in the leadership books and the leadership culture, and it's all about me being a leader. That's not the the case. Like we, we it's a gifting. We need to grow in it, but um, it's not it's not the end all be all. Um, we need to be disciples of Jesus and growing in our faith and growing our relationship with Christ, and so that should be a part of how we even view leadership and, and look at people that that we consider helpful leaders in our lives or people who are passionately following and pursuing Jesus Christ um, as Christians. Yeah, because I think even when I was growing up, the temptation was to look at uh, leaders in the church and say, man, what are, what are they doing that um, makes them a successful leader? And the temptation was to say, well, they've got the biggest crowd. And they're saying the coolest things and they're getting the most amens. So that, that must be the right leader. But I think over time I've seen the, the best leaders are the ones that point back to Jesus the most. So who are some of those leaders, uh, Randall, in your life who have uh, pointed you to Jesus, who you felt like have, have led you well? Yeah, I think one of the things you said was leaders from afar, you know, it's easy to see people from a distance and to admire them from a distance. And, um, and so there are a couple of leaders that, that I admire from a distance. Again, I don't know them personally, but they have made a big impact on my life. Uh, one of those is, is Timothy Keller. And, um, you know, there are a lot of reasons why, um, he's an older, uh, leader in the faith. Um, he's in a large city, um, had a really fruitful ministry, 
But uh, from everything that I can tell from a distance, he's very humble. And everything that I've heard from people is that he's very humble in the way that he approaches um, just his life and, and ministry. And, and he has been one of the people that has helped me when it comes to preaching to be able to articulate the gospel well. Um, I want to grow in that and get better, but he has really helped me in being able to um, have a gospel-centered approach to my preaching. And so there is a, a something called Preaching in a Postmodern World. Um, you can find it on iTunes U. But it's it's just all of his seminary classes with Ed Clowney. And I found the notes online and and went through that whole study. But I think anybody who preaches should listen to it because it, again, it's just two older men in the ministry have kind of seen the the way that churches change over the years, but this is the consistent thing that they're preaching the gospel every week. They're not trying to be flashy. And so I think that was for me super helpful. And I've read many of his books and uh, yeah, it's just seeing his life from a distance and seeing the ministry of the gospel that he's lived out. Um, yeah. He's been a leader in my life that even though I haven't met him personally has made a huge impact on me. And then another one, um, not as much as Timothy Keller, but uh, definitely someone that um, has spoken in, in my life through some of the readings that, that I've read through him is Jack Miller, um, who started World Harvest Mission. And just reading some of his uh, writings in the Heart of a Servant Leader book have been super helpful for me. And uh, very gospel-centered in his approach and, again, pointing to Christ. Uh, but it's it's a great little book, and it just talks about uh, the its letters to missionaries and different people in his life. It's a collection of these letters that he wrote. But, um, yeah, a lot of times I've opened it up, and it felt like it was written to me. Like I, could, I read it, and it just really spoke to me and challenged me spiritually. Um, so Jack Miller is, uh, somebody, and that, and that was a book that was suggested to me by one of my friends, Jonathan Kerhoulis. Um, but I would say if you're a pastor or in ministry, um, to pick that book up, the heart of a servant leader, Jack Miller, um, super helpful book. Um, some people that I know personally, um, one is, uh, Cam Huxford. He's someone that, uh, at the first church that I had a full-time, ministry at, uh, at the time it's called Savannah Christian. Now it's called uh, compassion Christian. Um, he's the lead pastor there. And, uh, yeah, he's just one of those guys that, um, he's the real deal. Um, and you know, I, I was, I would always look at pastors and, and think, man, um, you know, just the relational aspect. I've always been more relational, but there are some times where I would go into a setting and, and it was just like the the environment wasn't very friendly. But uh, with Cam, he just set the tone of a true shepherd, loving people, encouraging people. Um, they're speaking the truth and love. Um, and so I, I look at him as somebody who has really helped me as a leader develop and, and has encouraged me um, over the years. And so 
I'll still get texts from him. He'll send me a text like, hey, I was thinking about you guys praying for you, I'm praying for the church. Um, so that's somebody. And then also uh, my friend, Chris Hornbrook, who helped start the the network out here in San Diego, um, got uh, planted momentum um, down in Chula Vista, and then uh, really helped start the San Diego church planning movement here, um, which he's the one who called me up um, to plant Grace City. And he's been one of those guys over the year that, again, is just the real deal, loves people, always an encouragement. I remember when I was in high school, he took me aside and just said, hey man, someday I'm going to be calling you up to, to work with you in ministry. And the different times that I've worked with him right out of college, uh, worked with him, um, and then being able to plant a church out here. So God kept crossing our paths and and super thankful for Chris and, and his ministry and who he's been in my life. Um, so yeah, those are, those are some different leaders that have helped me along the way. Yeah, and I think in the same way that um, you've had those leaders from afar and close, uh, I've had those as well. Uh, the first one that definitely comes to mind, some of the first uh, podcast sermons that I ever listened to were uh, from John Piper, uh, which was a pretty deep dive because I think I heard one sermon and then I tried to read Desiring God and got about three pages in. And I was like, what is this guy talking about? It's a pretty heavy read. Um, so then... I went back to just listening to just some podcast recordings of him. Um, but I, I can remember this vividly. I was at a, I think my brother was playing soccer or something, and I was listening on an old iPod to a sermon recording of John Piper. And I guess I didn't really notice what I was listening to or where it was Uh in the track, but I just hear him quoting scripture and saying scripture. And I'm like, he's got to be like reading off of something, but his entire first 45 minutes of the sermon was literally just him reciting from memory, all this scripture and not in an arrogant way, like, Hey, check out all these scriptures that I've memorized. But it was like, wait, you can actually put God's word to memory and like actually um, have that be beneficial in your life. And so that just started. And then the second half of that sermon, he just talks about the importance of scripture memory and hiding God's word in your heart um, and just being able to encourage yourself, preach the gospel to yourself and share the gospel with others um, through memorizing God's word. So that was just really a a great encouragement to me and just a lot of his writing uh, and just a lot of his sermons have been really, very helpful for me, uh, illuminating uh, the truths of the gospel that are already there, um, but just have been really helpful. All right, the second one is more specific to uh, what I do now as a music leader in the church, as a worship pastor, um, a guy named Bob Coughlin wrote a book called Worship Matters, which if you're a worship leader or do anything with music, I would highly recommend it. Um, but he has this kind of thesis that he breaks down in uh, every chapter of the book, Worship Matters. And I was going to try and do it from memory, uh, but I'm just going to read it off my computer. Uh, it says, A faithful worship leader magnifies the greatness of God in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit by skillfully combining God's word with music, thereby motivating the gathered church to proclaim the gospel, to cherish God's presence, 
and to live for God's glory. So there's a lot in that and he uses the whole book to kind of unpack each phrase in that. Um, and I think that really challenged me in some ways where I thought, okay, I know how to, I know how to strum a few chords on a guitar. I know how to work a little bit of technology. Okay. I know kind of how to lead a band, but that really refocused, um, really the purpose of leading musical worship and really expanded, uh, what I thought about musical worship, um, and singing songs that are Trinitarian and singing songs that have a gospel narrative, um, throughout them, um, and encouraging people to remember God's word. Um, so that's been really helpful for me. And another one of those people who kind of put, uh, put that into practice that I could see up close uh, was Sean Erig. So he's the uh, associate worship pastor at uh, Savannah Christian, now Compassion Christian. I'll never get the names right. I always still call it Savannah Christian, but uh, but he really uh, was really helpful for me in, in teaching me some of those uh, different chord shapes on the guitar, but more than that, um, being able to see someone lead a worship ministry and lead people, uh, in worship. Um, just like you were saying, Randall, not, uh, being a different person on Sunday than he was on a Wednesday afternoon, but he was the same person. And so for me to be able to see somebody actually do things musically well, but also to see somebody who really does love God's word, loves his wife, um, and really cares for people really, Definitely encouraged me, and then, uh, and definitely the fourth one would be would be you, Randall. We uh, we had those, I think those same things you were talking about with Chris, where we were like we joked. I vividly remember, yeah, uh, in the student ministries building of Savannah Christian Compassion Christian, we joked after a service on one Wednesday, maybe we'll start Honolulu Christian Church one day, and I was like, man, that'd be that'd be sweet, um, and here we are today. That's Diego. pretty wild. It's pretty crazy. Because we were doing services as a um, as a campus across the street from the main campus in one of the buildings there. Yep. And so it was almost like we were being prepared for it's working like God, together. It's almost like God had a plan. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I remember meeting at Zaxby's too and just talking through stuff. But and that Zaxby's meeting was, that was a moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. So yeah, I think what you can see through, I think all the people we've talked about is these people who are leaders in the church uh, didn't, haven't called us to be more like them specifically. They've called us to be more like Jesus and they've reminded us of the gospel. They've helped us to see the truths that are already there in scripture. Um, and so hopefully that's what, whether you're a part of Grace City, hopefully that's what we're doing uh, at Grace City is we're reminding you of the gospel, we're teaching you the truths of scripture, um, but also uh, being examples of that. And if you're, whatever church you're a part of, what, whatever church you uh, will go to in the future, because we know that, uh, especially with the transients of our area, that most of you are not going to be at Grace City for the rest of your lives. But we want you to, in the churches that you uh, are a part of in the future, if you move, um, that you would be looking for leaders in the church who are not pointing themselves 
to themselves, but they're pointing you to Jesus. Yeah, because I, I, I even think of what Cam has said before from the platform. He said that uh, if you hang out with me long enough, you're going to be disappointed. You know, and that's the same thing tr- that's true for, for me, for, for Billy. Um, we are, we're not Jesus. Um, that's why we need Jesus. And, and so uh, just being able to um, live humbly, trusting Christ, we, we point you to the ultimate me- uh, mentor, the ultimate leader, uh, Jesus. Because there are going to be moments in your life where you say, man, I, I just wish I had a mentor. I wish I had somebody who understood me. Uh, do not overlook the greatest mentor and leader that you could ever have, which is Jesus Christ. Because there have been moments where I, I thought, man, it, it feels like no one understands me right now. But then right next to me was Christ. You know, he was the one that, that that's continually um, leading, guiding, and wanting to invest. Um, because even Jesus says, you know, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Um, and he says, take my yoke upon you. And that, that's this invitation of being led, being mentored, being guided by Jesus himself. And so it's a miraculous invitation that God would say, um, hey, come to me, take on my teachings. And he says, for I am gentle and, and humble in heart. And, and so just knowing that there's a, there's a leader in your life um, that if there's a good leader, it, it should really just be a dim reflection of the greatest leader, Christ. Yeah, and I think this is this is what the church is all about. One of our podcast listeners uh, reminded us of uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a uh, book called Life Together. Uh, and the, the main idea uh, in that book is that the church, as the fellowship of Christ, centers on Christ rather than a mere association of people with a common purpose. So that's what we're not, as a church, just gathering together to uh, talk about some shared interests, some shared things. Uh, we're, we're really there to worship Christ and to be centered on Christ. That's what distinguishes uh, the church, the capital C church, from from just a country club, just a time to hang out. It's really focusing on Christ, growing in Christ, being all about Christ, not being about Grace City, but being yeah. about Jesus. Yeah, and just even thinking about the podcast from last time, we talked about why church matters. Um, the podcast listener that sent in that uh, comment brought up a great book, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Life Together. And so if you're wondering, again, about more of what does it look like to be in a community of believers? Why is it so important? Uh, we would point you to that book, Life Together, by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I think it would be very, very helpful for you. That's great. So now it's a, a nice little segue into the second part of our podcast that we're going to try and do every time. Um, but what's one thing that you're listening to? What's one thing you're reading and one thing that you're watching right now? So Randall, what's a what's one thing you're reading right now? So the thing that I'm reading right now is is a book that I've been trying to finish literally for the past six to nine months. Desiring it, God? No, <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, it's a book called How Not to Be Secular, um, but it's it's dense. 
It's a dense book. It's there. There's a lot in it. Um, it's a writing by uh, James Smith, who uh, is commentating on a book by Charles Taylor, which is called A Secular Age. And that book is like a 900-page book. And so that's why this he, he needs to commentate on this book. But um, even Charles Taylor himself says this is, this is a super helpful uh, commentary. He's like, if this is the book I would have wrote if I could have condensed the 900 pages. It's a book of a book. It's a book of a book, <laughs> which isn't, you know, always great. But th- this one is like really good, um, super helpful. And, and the reason I'm reading it is because it's about uh, just the age that we live in right now why we would believe some of the things that we believe and how we can kind of work through all of that. And, um, and you know who wrote one of the the suggestions on the back to read it? <clears throat> Timothy Keller. Of course he did. <laughs> Timothy Keller wrote that. He says that all preachers need to read this book. So, I'm listening and I'm, I'm working through it and I'm, I'm about on page a hundred and there's like 130 pages. So it's not huge book, but just trying to, to get this in my mind. And, and I just read something uh, the other day that was really helpful for me, even when it comes to um, just how people think today. And, and we can start to think, well, our society is like super consumeristic and all this stuff. But one of the things he says is like, it's, it's not just that, that people are in our, in our age of, of where we're living right now in society. Um, people are really deeply looking for purpose in life. And um, so he, he brought that up and, and just said it in a really helpful way. So again, it's just a reminder of like, it's not just that it's, we're so consumeristic in this culture and it's all about me, 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 but also people are on a legitimate journey uh, looking for purpose in life. And so how can we as a church come alongside people and, and help with that? So I, I really thought that was a, was a great insight. And um, yeah, so that's what I'm reading right now. How about you, man? It's cool. Uh, I'm reading this book called Recapturing the Wonder by Mike Cosper. Um, and it's just a lot of really helpful practices, spiritual disciplines. Um, really talks about in here. I was... Uh, kind of surprised when I opened the book because the uh, on the first page it has the who the book is for and I think he writes it to like his wife and daughter or something uh, and then the other one is Mike Frazier who is the worship pastor of Savannah Christian and Compassion Christian um, hey we know that guy and I was like wait is that the same Mike Frazier and it is wow. um, but yeah this book has just been really helpful um, just a lot of any nugget, any thought that stuck out to you from the book so far? He just gives a lot of uh, helpful, one of the most helpful things I think was uh, if you're trying to read scripture more um, and you don't know kind of what plan to work through, you're like, I don't know if I can, how much I can read. He just says, whatever day of the month it is. Um, so like today is, what's today? The 18th. So you would go through the Psalms and read the 18th Psalm. And then I think you add uh, like 25 to that number and just read those Psalms in a day. That's good. Um, yeah. It's one of the helpful things in that. Uh, and then what are you listening to right now? So I'm, I'm, I, I've been listening 
probably over this past six months to a podcast called the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. It's by uh, Pete Scazzaro. And um, yeah, that's that's been really helpful. Like one of the things you was talking about today uh, was transitions in life. Um, everyone has transitions. It, it always happens um, at some point or another, but having um, healthy transitions in the sense that you see God in those transitions. So maybe you are currently going through a transition right now, um, but just seeing how God is working through that and there are seasons that are new beginnings and there are seasons that are endings and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's a part of God's design and, and, and seeing that as a, as a healthy thing. So um, that's what I was listening to today and uh, that's been a really good podcast. Uh, right now I'm listening to uh, an older album and I come back to this album every couple months. Uh, it was released in 2009 by this guy named Thad Cockrell. Kind of a weird name, but uh, if you've ever heard of the band Leagues before, uh, he's the lead singer of that have. band. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's just a, it's more of like a kind of old school country album, uh, which is weird. Country? So I don't listen to too much Yeah, uh, country stuff, but it's just like, Kind of, I, th- I think he's from Nashville and more of a mellow vibe, just mellow vibe, but really like uh, thoughtful lyrics and melodies that will get stuck in your head all day. Um, but yeah, it's just a really, really good album. It's called To Be Loved. That sounds like a good one. So you can get that on Spotify. You can get it on Spotify. I think there's one of the songs on there called Rosalind that they took off, which is one of the best songs in the album. So you might have to YouTube that one or buy it or something, but. We'll have to check that out. Nice. And uh, what are you watching right now? So I'm, I'm kind of nerding out. There's a show on Netflix called Myths and Monsters. And it goes through ancient tales, stories uh, throughout history, um, different cultures, and, and and kind of why we all tell tell these different uh, tales, and so I, I the first one was really interesting to me because it it talks about um and there's a book I have to look it up again, but it, it talks about the hero and how in all different tales or legends. Um, there's like this cycle of how a hero works in a story. And the, I'm telling you, it's the gospel. It's the gospel. It, it, it's like this, the, the description of like, yeah, just how the, the hero faces this challenge. Somehow something tragic happens to the hero. Then there's a resurrection and there's a new beginning. And I don't know, it's just like this cool thread throughout, um, I think throughout time of how the gospel is everywhere, how the story and the message of Jesus is everywhere. So I thought that was really cool in the first episode, the myths and monsters. And um, that was, that was really my big takeaway from watching it. But I, I like it so far, and yeah, it's it's on Netflix. Sweet. 
Well, this isn't my uh, this isn't my thing, but there's a a series kind of like that uh, called Wow. I just said a uh, a series kind of like that, and my phone just thought I said uh, the Siri, Apple, uh, the Apple Assistant. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Every time somebody's in our apartment and they say uh, Alexa, it. Oh man, Alexa just heard us. We have Alexa here in the office and they just heard us. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening to us. Um, sorry, I didn't catch that. Um, cool. Alexa, uh, turn off. <laughs> well, there's a uh, there's a series on Netflix. I think they took it off now, but it's called America's Book of Secrets. And it's mm. uh, sort of similar to that, uh, where it just talks about a lot of uh, sort of conspiracy theories. Um or just interesting things about America. Um, and the first half is like really awesome historical information. And then the second half is just like crazy conspiracy guys. Like that one guy with the meme that's like uh, his hair is all sticking up. Oh, yeah. That, like, that's so aliens, funny. man. <laughs> I think so funny. it could be from America's book because basically that's what it turns into. Oh, wow. So if you want some uh, just... Just pure entertainment. <laughs> pure pure facts for the first half of it and then just pure fiction for the second half. Uh, it's a great That'll scare you. Series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so this is my actual thing that I'm watching. Uh, there's this guy who's been uh, using some Facebook ads and some Instagram ads. It's called Church Front with Jake Goslin. Uh, and he's he just keeps popping up in my newsfeed. So I clicked on him one day and he's doing this series uh, that's he's like building a worship ministry from scratch for a church plant. And I was like, hey, I think I've done that before. So how, how does he know? Awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome. How, how are these Facebook ads being targeted to me? Yeah. Alexa, are you listening to me? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just been uh, a really cool thing that uh, he kind of goes through all the steps of uh, what you should do with picking songs and getting gear and training up volunteers and doing a lot of different stuff just with uh, helping out a local church uh, start out their worship ministry. So it sounds very similar to why leadership matters. Yep. What we're talking about today, hey. investing in others. That's pretty cool. It's coming full circle. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, I think that's going to do it for us on this second episode of the Everyday Gospel Podcast. Uh, we would love for you to send in any questions you have about the local church, about leadership in the local church, uh, to questions at gracecitysd.com. Uh, we'll get those and hopefully be able to answer some of those questions or comments on the podcast. Well, thanks for listening to the second episode of the Everyday Gospel Podcast. And as we say every week, Grace City, you're sent. Grace City.